0: Hello, this is uh, Kelly McGee, and today's date is October 6th, 2020, and I have Age of Truth roundtable discussion about all the various events that have been going on lately, so I hope it's helpful.
1: If you enjoy our shows, please like our videos and subscribe to our channel. And remember to hit the bell for notifications. And you can support us via PayPal, Patreon, Bitcoin, and through our website ageoftruth.tv.
2: Welcome to this special edition of Age of Truth TV. I'm Lucas Alexander in Copenhagen, Denmark. It's the 30th of September 2020.
0: Mm, And this
2: is a very special follow-up episode. After we premiered the show Shakhmat, Checkmate, an urgent warning message to humanity the other day on our channel. Stephen Wybrow, Claire Edwards, and John Kitson decoding and deciphering the secret, hidden, occult messages to the world on the front page of The Economist magazine in December 2019. This was decoded by a gentleman by the name of Jay of the Clapham Saints from Clapham Common in England. Now, now, Jay himself has agreed to do our show and to tell you, the audience, a little bit more in detail about what actually can be decoded and deciphered from that front page of The Economist magazine and his very exciting, fascinating, and extraordinary backstory and history. Jay does not want to appear on camera himself And he also wants us to disguise his voice. Hmm. He will take us through a lot of very fascinating information. The secret behind everything that's going on this year, 2020. That's interesting that
0: he's going to disguise his voice. So... He's I would say the brush one. Lucas is so handsome. And he's so nice. I just wanna give him a big
2: hug. If you're saying anything hi, can you hear me? I can hear you, can you hear me? Yes, yes, certainly. Fantastic. Okay. I can you see me.
1: I can yeah, I can see you, uh, but you're hi, now. you're waving. Yeah. Yes, I am uh, <laughs> i am going to try my best, um
0: Lucas, to walk you through um He's from these,
1: you know, step by
0: step.
1: Uh, I Australia. you an email that says Lucas step by step, so yeah, so I'm going to be, basically I'm going to start off with the front cover, and then go through the step by step, and the step by step will go into two branches, the first branch will be the, the Chinese and Indian um, skirmish, and I will reference the source of references in terms of the mainstream media, how they reported on it, and the keywords that they used in the press, which is connected to the front cover. We're just going to go for it, huh? Go
2: for it. Just go for it, yeah. Okay. So we are here with Jay from Clapham Common in England. And Jay, you have. Um, I, we would like you first of all to tell to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background and what actually actually led you on this path. And you were the reason why we did the show the other day with Claire Edwards, Stephen wybrow and John Kitson, called Checkmate: Urgent Warning to Humanity about you know deciphering and decoding the front page of The Economist magazine from December 2019. And Jay, you are a bit of a secretive and elusive man. So in order for you to just address that a little bit, because a lot of people in the audience may want to question that, because you don't want to be on camera, and you've also asked us to disguise your voice so that we don't hear that. So first of all, Jay, please uh, please introduce yourself to the audience and tell, tell us a little bit about why you don't want to be on camera or Uh, what was your background? And first of all, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lucas. Um, I thank you for the uh, invitation.
1: Um, I have got, I guess um, the best place to start is, um, as you say, who am I and why? I, I wish not to come onto your camera and if you can disguise my voice. Now, I'm actually connected, I have a connection with um, a group of activists and campaigners called the Clapham Sect. Um, my connection can be traced back to them, who were um, activists and campaigners that brought an end to human slave trafficking between the 18th and 19th century. And how I'm connected to them is. The Clapham Sect were made up of wealthy Anglican families in Clapham Common, and the key founder of that group was called. They were, they were the Thornton family. Now the Thornton family, John Thornton, was the embryo of the Clapham Sect. Now the Clapham Sect's original name was the Clapham Saints. He had three, three, three sons. And I'd just like to concentrate on the third one. The third, all three of them were very distinguished um, gentlemen. They're all MPs. Um, The first son, he um, became the Bank of England governor. The second son, um, he was uh, quite close to the House of Hanover, um, one of the sons of George III. And the third son was Henry. Now, Henry was the... um, the actual brains of the, the and Saints. Um, he, he was the one that um, campaigned in Parliament with his second cousin called William Wilberforce. William Wilberforce is someone that a lot of people will probably recognize that name. Now, Henry had a daughter called Marianne. He did have uh, nine children. And Marianne is a very important figure in this whole dynasty. There was information that John Thornton um, would have passed down to his son, Henry, and Henry would have passed down this information to Marianne. Henry Thornton passed away at the age of 55 in 1815. Um, His wife passed away um, within six months, leaving Marianne, the um, Daughter, uh, an orphan at the age of seventeen years old. Now, Marianne built a house which was next door to herself um, in 1852. Um, she lived um, lived there. Uh, she lived in the Georgian house, built her house. Sorry, next door to her in 1885. Two years later, she passed away. Now, before she passed away, she. Um, Passed on information to the owners of that particular property. So she pulled up the information from that bloodline and attached it to unrelated successive owners of that property. And the next owner that um, received this information, if you like, the handover, they lived in the air for 100 years. And then um, just before. This particular person died at the age of 94. She passed the information to the next owner. Now, this um, owner was the last private owner of this last Thornton built house. And um, he. W- this person was actually a family member of mine. And before um, they passed away, they handed over information to me and there were two two things I was asked to do. One was to finish off some work um, that he had, had been trying to finish off. And the other was to find Marianne. So this information, when I, once I found Marianne where she was buried, she wasn't buried in the Clapham family vaults. Um, her grandfather, John Thornton, was the richest merchant in England um, in the mid 1700s. He was known as the Prince Merchant. So this family was a powerful political merchant and banking family however uh, marianne um, chose not to be buried at the clapham family vault she was found discovered outside london and when she when i found her um that's where i f- that's why discovered if you like this um, there was a confirmation of a numerical language system which I had been passed or handed over. Now I won't get into what I discovered at the church uh, because um, there's a lot of sensitive information. Um, but what I can share with you is that the this family, and uh, particularly in at the time of I would say the seventeen hundreds, it appeared um, from my research, which has taken the last thirteen years that um, they knew that there was going to be a change uh, coming in, Um, that that was going to happen in the future, and it was going to be a a global change or shift, if you like, Um, and and that that moment of time has actually arrived now. So that's the reason why um, I'm happy to share this information, um, because um, it's the right thing to do, and I did listen here your um, uh, video uh, with the round table and um, it's I think what, what I will do is I will share with you um, the knowledge that I gained from the 13 years worth of research which dates back to um, these distinguished families I've been able to use this numerical language system to decode Information that um, I would su- suggest um, dark forces are using today. Um, what I'd like to say is that um, before I start off, I'd like to um, say that there is energy in numbers. Numbers are important. They are the foundation of the universe. When you connect with numbers, you find communication. Now, I would like... Um, you to us still if that's possible of that Economist magazine front cover. I can't
0: hear Lucas. I, I can't hear Lucas. He didn't turn the sound on.
1: three three numbers, um, which is 10 and 3 and 13. Um, the, the 10 and 3 pairing is quite significant. Um, and these are the numbers that were used by these families to hide and decode information in the 1700s and the 1800s. Um, and, and now I'm able to use that to decipher um, information that I can see today. The colour, the, the information in colour, um, I think um, in your last show, there was a reference made um, regarding the painting, and um, what I'd like to say is that um, there are numbers that are guiding me, um, th- th- there seems to be numbers that are guiding me, and the only way I can summarise that is that it's some form of communication. So. I can only say the universe, um, because um, the, 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 past, the numbers that are guiding me are, are the same numbers that I discovered were perhaps guiding the people that the historical people that I've just mentioned. Um, they, they're all the same numbers. Um, those three numbers that I've just mentioned. So, with the-
2: so, are you talking about an an outside an off-world force? like alien entities or something even more elusive. Well, I guess some are um, in, not in a physical form and some can manifest in a physical form. But what I mean, well, otherworldly
1: beings, do they communicate through you? Um, I, I can only term it as the universe and the way that uh, the universe communicates through uh, to me is either through, last year it was a painting um, um, this year, it was The Economist magazine, if you like, um, and information that I have been led to. Now, for example, I the, pe- the, the, the people that um, surface on my journey, the people that I connect with usually, or I would say 100% of the time, um, they will be connected to those three numbers I've mentioned. So for example, um, if I, if I reference yourself, you, your initials, um, your first initial is L, and L is the twelfth letter of the alphabet. So 1 plus 2 is 3. Now, your initial of your surname is A, and A is 1. Now, um, if you numer- numerically reduce 10, one and, zero. one and one plus zero is one. So you've got one, which is, one is the first letter of the alphabet is eight. So your initials are there. So I have an energetic connection around these numbers and people. Great, that's very interesting. And
2: uh, I think you also mentioned that all of the guests on our show, Claire Edwards, Stephen Weibrow, and John Kitson, all had those, what you call
1: divine numbers or in what way do you describe them yeah the numbers they're, they're divinely connected um, the 10 and the three um i'll leave your audience to work out what's the thirds of the alphabet and the third letter of the alphabet the 13 and a 10 um that is a significant number um ironically um we're actually heading towards um the the, thir- the 13th of october and um that's where you have 13th and 10th, 10th month is uh, October. So the 13th of October is actually quite an important date um, in a Catholic um, calendar, if you like, because that was the date where the, uh, the Templar Knights were um, all rounded up and arrested. So that was, 13th, if you like. that was the last day of the uh, Templar Knights order. So there was information around... 10 and 13 that I found uh, in a church, and also 13 and three, that's the other pair, 13 and three, in a different church. So these, I, I call these divinely connected numbers, and the reason why is because the universe is actually communicating using these numbers, and... So when you say the universe, you
2: aren't, you're not really, or you don't want to disclose whether or not it is beings from another
1: world? The reason why I say the universe is because um, I found the information hidden behind these numbers in three different centuries. Um, And how were you able, or how did you discover
2: your abilities to to decode numbers and even understand them to this level and to become a numerologist, which is what you are, right? Sure. Um, It it was handed over previously um, to me. And I I think um, when...
1: When I visited the church, that's when everything got confirmed to me. Because in this church, um, there is a, a, a tablet. And on the tablet, I discovered that um, the, the inscription was um, in two different sizes, but the focus was always on the first letter of the word. And some of these letters were in different colors. So I call that tablet the, the confirmation or the decoding key. Which I was passed, and I, I've been using that just to decode the information. Um, this is actually in three locations, and they used um, two parts of the British Empire. They used um, two locations here um, in the UK, and the other lo- location was in the 13 colonies, um, uh, which was uh, New Hampshire. It's in the University of New Hampshire. The, the, when, when your audience, if they if they start to uh, research the Thornton family, um, in particular John Thornton, they'll find out that he was the, um, uh, the treasurer of uh, a university over at New Hampshire, which is, uh, it, it, it's actually holding a lot of secrets that it doesn't even realize it has today. Um, the secrets are actually embedded
2: in the logo of um, that particular university. And that's in New Hampshire, that's in uh, that's that's in Northern America on the East Coast, huh? Correct, it's on the, it's on the East Coast it's one of the original 13 yeah. colonies that's um, yeah. it was um, formed the charter, if you like was um, uh, issued
1: on the 13th of December 1769 so you can see that there's some numbers that are very very significant in, in terms of how that is connected with other information that was, I would say, hidden um, around the British Empire, and they all connect. And when once you um, decode the information, you will find that this, these informations are actually jigsaw pieces. And when you put the jigsaw pieces together, you find that there, there was a message that was that they wished to leave. So the Thornton family. And you also
2: talked about the Wilberforce family. I know you've spoken about the. Is that the Franklin family, or or is it Thornton Franklin and Cook? I guess you will that that, that you feel are three uh, very important players in in your in your big puzzle. There uh, were were those people and the Th- Wilberforce and Thornton family uh, original members before, uh, there was something called the Illuminati, which was formed in, in
1: 1776. Okay. Um, the Thornton family, John Thornton in particular, uh, because of his, uh, standing in society, was the, um, richest merchant, um, in the mid 1700s. He had, uh, a couple of acquaintances. Now, I can, um, share with you that, um, had Clapham Common. The, Clapham Common. They, they were. He was connected to Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin um, when he visited Clapham Common. Obviously, he, he, he wasn't the founding father of America at the time. Um, but he visited Clapham Common in the 1760s. Now, in the 1760s, John Thornton. Um, he was the, the. I would say would have the status, he wasn't quite the Lord of the Manor but he was on the same le- level as the Lord of the Manor because he had um, a lot of land on Clapham Common now Benjamin Franklin visited Clapham, he had two acquaintances there, one that lived on the west side of Clapham Common um, his name is Christopher Baldwin for those that are interested in history they'll find out he was a JP and he was the guy that shaped Clapham Common Benjamin Franklin visited so when Benjamin Franklin left Clapham Common the shape of Clapham Common it it was basically marshland and um, what um, Christopher Baldwin um, managed to achieve there was that he changed the shape of Clapham Common into a triangular shape it's a base pointed triangle today you
0: can just about see that triangular shape it's um, in New York. The, the Cook family. It's um, in New York. It's off Long Captain Island. Captain
1: Cook's mother lived in Clapham Old Town. Um, now, she would have been in Clapham round about the 1760s as well. Sorry. And I've got confirmation from the um, the present owner of the period property in which Captain Cook's mother lived. Um, I think uh, we, we had a, a conversation about this previously. Um, and do you want to disclose who is living there now? No, I, I'd rather not, um, because it, yeah. if I could just say that um, I, I've got a, a letter um, written by the President to confirm that Captain Cook's mother lived there. The reason why I've got to be careful, I've just got to respect um, some people's uh, privacy and um, the, 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 na- the nature of the information as well and what I mean by that is that particular property um, I, I, I found that um, there have been handovers but I call them live handovers and what live handovers are is when someone leaves the house um, they usually pass an information to the incoming new owner so that's a live handover, and um, the handover that I experience—they um, are sadly—they're called deathbed handovers. So usually you receive information um, just before um, the person passes away, and that's how I—that's um, how I received, if you like, this information and started, started my journey off in that way. And of course,
2: it's understandable that you don't want to disclose who this person is. And it's a rather famous person. But but I i would just like to ask if you know if this famous person is aware of, of those
1: things here. Absolutely. Um, once I discovered um, there was a, a connection. When, when I found Marianne, um, where she was buried, um, there was a treasure trail of clues that she had left. So the the, the the first clue was the headstone. When you look at the headstone, that she used Bible inscription. Now, Bible inscriptions were actually quite a common way. It was popular. They used Bible inscriptions to hide information. So once you read the Bible inscription, first of all, it's an inscription for me when I first visited her. There was a Bible, There was an inscription. I read it, and then I discovered it was in the Bible. And then when you found it in the Bible, what that gives you is um, the chapter and the verse. And um, obviously, you can you, you can find out what, what the book in the Bible is. But the chapter and the verse are quite significant numbers. And the reason why I say that is that the first um, the first inscription that she used, um, confirmed the door number of the, the house that my family member used to be the private owner. And that house, as I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, it's actually the last Thornton built house, which no one is aware of even today. And what, I, what, what happened was, I think Marianne must have known about this, is when she built this house in 1885, um, she she never she never um, spoke about this to anybody. She only gave this information to the owner who um, who, who purchased that house. Um, and, and but what is the significance of this
2: information, and why is the Thornton family? even though they may have been related to the illuminati bloodline families you can explain that if you if you want to and i think it will be interesting for the audience but what is the significance of the of the, of the clapham saints and, and where you're actually taking us and the story of marianne
1: thornton and these particular houses there okay um, first of all the um, thornton family aren't related to the illuminati um, Close as you get to that is probably Benjamin Franklin. There are letters that can be found on online if you type in Benjamin Franklin and John Thornton, you can see that they communicated to each other and um, if you have a look at the dates as well, if you add the um, the day and the month, you'll get 13. This is how they used to speak to each other. Um, where I'm taking you with this is there was, uh, if you like, a foundation left by them in the 1700s and they wanted to preserve this information so it could reach the future um, which it has done it's been decoded the the only um, uh, what what happened was with the houses um, all the Thornton houses were removed um, in Clapham Commons so all the Thornton built houses were completely demolished and this one still remains so um, that's why and they were all filled with
2: symbolism inside that, that people that, that were hints, almost like a
1: treasure hunt or something. Yes, the last, the last three, um, Marianne's father, Henry, the last three houses are connected to Henry. He built two houses on his estate. Um, one of them was for his second cousin, which was William Wilberforce, who was the co-founder of the Tappan Saints, and the other house was uh, built for Charles Charles Grant, and he was the um, chairman of the East India Company. Now,
2: and isn't it true that our good friend John Kitson, who's been on our show a lot,
1: he's actually related to Henry Thornton and the Thornton family? If you trace, Henry, if you trace John, um, yes, it's John Kitson's mother who has the Thornton name. If you trace that back up, you'll get to, you'll, um, you'll get to North North England. Now, the Thornton family were originally from Yorkshire. Um, if you have a look at the Thornton family in the 1600s, there were clergymen and there was a, a split. So you'd have a branch going towards... Um, part of England, and the other one would stay in Yorkshire. Now, the Yorkshire branch, that split into two as well. One of them went to um, Bedfordshire, and the other one came to London. Now, the family that came to London, they made their fortune through the Russia and Baltic um, trade routes. Once they made their money um, in in. The merchant trading, they needed to put that money somewhere. So what they did was they created a bank, and that's where you get the, the term merchant banking. So after they, um, after they, um, if you like, created the the banking empire, um, then they went into politics. So so were they part of the the Knights Templar? No, no, they were. They it. Um, The information that they left in the 1700s strongly suggests they were leaving information that um, um, had not yet manifested. And what I mean by that is, um, for example, um, a row of houses would be used to carefully and um, and secretly hide the solar system behind numerology. So if you have door numbers, um, say for example, 39, 41, and 43. If you add 3 and 9, you get 12. 1 and 2 is 3. So if you did the same with 41 and 43, you'd get 5. 4 and 1 is 5 and four and three is seven, so you've got three, five, seven. And if you calculated the numerical value of our solar system, starting from, say, for example, Mercury up to Pluto, what you will find is that when you cross-map the um, the numerical value of the planets with the numbers that I've just described, which are three, five, seven, you will actually find that um, Pluto is three, Neptune is five, and earth is seven and what they what they um how they finished that off was oh and there was another door number which was um it was actually separated from that terrace so you, you'd have a, a terrace of three houses then you'd have a gap and then you'd have uh, the number 45 so four and five is nine and the numerical value for venus is nine the building next door to nine they built the sun So you'd have, in perfect order, starting from right to left, you'd have Sun, Venus, Earth, Neptune, and Pluto. So they built this, or that that, that row of houses was finished in 1700s, which um, is remarkable because Neptune wasn't discovered um, officially um, through um, Western sources until 1846, and wasn't discovered until 1930 i believe yeah and earth is number seven right correct yes
2: so i mean how did the thornton family have all of these all, well all of this secret knowledge in a way and, and be able to understand and decode numbers in a way that they could actually structure houses and and put secret information there. I mean,
1: what, what is their actual connection? To what? Some, some Someone obviously had access to advanced knowledge. So, and that's what I found. Um, but where did they get the, get it from? Um, wherever they got that from, they hid this information behind those three numbers, um, the 13, the 10 and the 3. And that was a pattern that...